In the absence of a proper screen wipe this year, we're doing a short podcast in which we are going to talk about what a great year 2019 was from the point of view of Empire and Profound Decisions and the exciting stuff coming in 2020. And by that, I mean, I'm going to talk about those things because Matt has no memory and Graham really likes numbers. Hey, we're a team. I do like numbers. <laughs> What's happened to the numbers? The numbers have gone up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's me, Andy, Graham, say hello. Hello, I'm Graham. Uh, Matt, you say hello as well. Hi, I'm Matt. We might as well get this started then. 2019, why was it a good year, Matt? Oh, I didn't realise you were going to start with me. Well, first of all, the weather didn't try and kill us this year. We had some events that were inclement. Is that the right word? Uh, the weather was a bit rough, but we had a year where the weather didn't try and kill us, which was really nice. There was that bit where the where the wind took out half the whole of it. Oh, you're right. Yes. Uh, yes, that is yeah. true. And the Red Cats, the Red Cats had, had to it take the up. whole tent down, the whole marquee down in the middle of the event in the hurricane and then put it back up again. But, you know, the Red Caps manage because they are literally amazing. They're literally amazing. I was uh, I was at the radio watching that, actually, and it was very, It was just it was like a well-oiled machine. Yes. It was really impressive. So, actually, I guess a better way to say it was we had terrible weather again this year, at least one event. <laughs> but, in fact, our amazing team took it in our stride. It was pretty rough, actually. There were quite a few tents flattened at that event. <clears throat> Um, we always do seem to suffer at some point, but the team just handled it. They were incredible. So that was really great. That was definitely one of my high points. I, I think a lot of, for me from the year, the high points are seeing teams either cope with adversity, like the way the Red Hat uh, did with that, or seeing a team kind of pick it up to a new level, like seeing Dave Norris and, and Becca running the set dressing and just everyone involved in set dressing basically saying, right, we're going to start to focus on the Senate and really make that kind of come to life and try and achieve what we, we'd originally hoped it might achieve years ago. Uh, and seeing the thirst and, and, and what's nice is instead of being like a, a single effort push, you're like, right, let's just do what we can for the next event and then forget about it. They've got a long term plan that they're working on steadily to just try and improve it from one event to the next. And seeing basically the new back wall come in and the wood paneling and everything was just amazing. Just I thought it looked really incredible and it's made me really optimistic about what they can achieve going forward. So that was really cool. I know what you mean about teams. I think the plot team, which is the team I have most to do with, has, uh, has come forward really strongly this year. With some very good stuff. We've had some excellent meetings about plot. We've got some really talented people writing plot. I'm not going to dwell on plot too much because it's easy to be congratulatory about it, but I particularly liked the plot around that culminated in the cursing of the league at event three. Yeah, that was a fantastic piece of plot. It was, it was beautiful watching that. That was, uh, was Renan Robson just slowly building things up and the way the players involved, the high guard players, really bought into it and the terrible things that they were being asked to do. Uh, and then the league as well, going off on it and uh, running around reckoning people and all that sort of stuff. That was really nice from an outsider point of view, just observing the fireworks going off there. Yeah, it was good. That's probably my favourite piece of us plot this year, I think. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. And there's some good contenders, mind and what I thought was really beautiful about that piece of plot was it, it built on on their background, that group's background that they kind of submitted. I, I'm not completely conversant with the details, but actually 
those plots are often incredibly difficult to work with because you're trying to take someone's background and it, and it just and bits and pieces and there's never the amount of information you need and you're never quite sure whether what you want is the case or isn't and so on and so forth. so it's actually really 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 difficult to deal with and to, to be able to pull off such an amazing plot out of it an amazingly well responded plot was was really something i thought it was yeah it was a really good point high point yeah yeah and it's been from my point of view at any rate it's been it's been a good year for plot i don't think i can't bring to mind a single duff piece something that hasn't gone anywhere or that is uh, or has fallen apart on contact the players there's always some plot that's there's probably I mean, there must be some plot. I mean, I suspect we've just forgotten it because we we put a lot of stuff out, and there must be bound to be some stuff that's just disappeared. But I, I didn't feel like we had any plot that just went completely lally or screwed up or just turned into a hot mess. No, it, that felt really good. Yes, yeah, so that was good. Yeah, I think you know, getting David Dave Kibblewhite in on the plot side to to help with the organisation really really helped. Yes, it's been really smooth having somebody to organise us, call it to run interference between us and people who aren't prepared for us. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Graham, you got anything yet? Have you finished your spreadsheet? Yes, I've done some spreadsheeting. Um, so, <laughs> 2019, um, some facts and figures. Numbers have gone up. Uh, our ticket sales have increased by 10.24%. Um, 10.24%. Yep. Isn't that just the same as 10% though, Graham? No, no, it's not. Subtly different by 0.24%. <laughs> this has allowed us to greenlight a number of projects behind the scenes, including things like new roads, various things in the works for 2020, uh, like more toilets. There will be more toilet blocks at 2020 at the moment. I approve more toilets. Everyone approves more toilets. We've had more money in all our budgets, though, haven't we? More money for plot, more money for for the skirmishes. Yeah, on a budget regard, like we spent a crap load of money this year, gave heads of department and plot writers some control over their own spending, which has seen some good results, and we're expanding that a bit this year. We also have a road. I, I think we should talk about the road. Yeah, the road was really cool. That yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That was a high point. Getting that phys- basically, Ali put a road in. I mean, everyone will have seen it, of course. He's been to an event. Put that hardcore road in down from the God all the way back down to the farm track. That area has just been a nightmare for us for so long because there's effectively all the water draining off the adjacent field drains through that strip into the pond and then away. So it is a really, really boggy area. Anyone who's tried to leave on the Sunday will know well that that was an area that was absolutely queued back. Whereas this time, I almost didn't see a queue along yeah. it, which was fantastic. Oh, it'll take a bit of... We'll have to keep maintaining that road, yeah. which won't be the easiest thing in the world. Easier than wood chip. Easier than wood chip, absolutely. All credit to Ali for getting that sorted, because that was just amazing. And it was really nice to see. It's, uh, but I, I guess I get excited about things like that. It's like roads and... and sets and all the rest of it yeah that's kind of my high points hmm. i'm just trying to to rustle up the fourth member of our game team at the moment so if you two want to talk about yourselves for another minute while i try and uh, try and get claire in yes yeah, so you were saying graham numbers are up i think we started the year on about 1950 players 19 1946 so obviously that's still the standard metric of doesn't count under 16s, doesn't count crew, doesn't count a number of other people, and just 1946 to 2109, I think, after all refunds and cancellations yes. at E4. 
We had a bet, didn't we? Because I yeah, said yeah. It, would, it would stay over 2,100 and you didn't think it would. No, I didn't think it would. Because uh, we'd looked at... the could We, we cancelled like 80 tickets after E3. Because it was over 2,100 and it did not finish over 2,100. Mm. It barely finished over 2,000. Uh, is that a lot of cancellations or is that just average? Um, it's a good number. Um, but it's it's not necessarily... It's hard to judge. It's not data that we track very well, if we're honest. Yeah, yeah, we don't particularly compile those numbers. There's a chunk of it's weather related, isn't it? There's a chunk of it. There's always various reasons for it. But basically, I think we had a pretty perfect end to the year. It was good. Is that you, Claire? Yeah, I'm here. Yay! If we are quarrel, yeah. If I'd not been organising this at the last minute, I'd have all better. So, uh, what was your best bit of the year? Mine. Yeah. Mm. Just to put you on the stop. So there's been some pretty good bits this year. Obviously, all the new players have been amazing. I really enjoyed Event 4. I felt like at Event 4, there was something going on in every nation that they cared about. But it wasn't the same thing across the nations. And I really liked that. The Saturday morning meetings were really busy. Yeah, for those who don't understand, the Saturday morning meetings are where we meet up with the egregores and stuff, isn't it? Civil service magistrates, all the... Yeah. What do you call them, Clay? All the field NPCs, yeah. We talk to them. They tell us what's happening on the field. We tell them stuff that's coming up in the game. And that's been really nice, actually, because the event's been running better and better each year. I'm particularly having more time now to spend time with NPCs and field NPCs and and get a better idea of what's happening in the game, which has been really nice. You were actually out NPCing a magistrate, weren't you? Yes, I was. Uh, Yes, yeah, I played a magistrate for a bit, as in... You know, like an on-field, not just like a, a sort of pretend downtime magistrate, but an <laughs> actual on-site uh, uptime magistrate. It was it was a lot of fun actually, and it was good fun role playing, and it was nice to role play with the the magistrates and the team. So, any anything specific, Claire? Anything specific? Yeah. Um... Give us a moment, something human. I'm stuck with these two. I need some human input as well, or this is going to be a terrible podcast. <laughs> okay, my, my two favourite moments at every event is everybody going through the gate onto the battle because I love the hype before they go in and I love that when everybody goes in, they go in in their nation chunks and there's such a distinct difference between the nations as they go through. And the fact that we're, what, seven years in? Yeah. And I don't think we've had sort of bleed between the nations. They've all kept their separate visual identities. And they all approach going onto the battlefield in different ways. You know, the, the orcs charge through the gate like it's going to be their last battle. Marches all walk through very purposefully. And I, I love that they all have their separate identities going through. And I think that's the part of the game where you really see that happening. That is good after seven years, though. Some of that's down to your, uh, your egg because Some of it's down to the players as well, I guess. I think a big chunk of it's down to the players. I think they've yeah. really bought into the idea of keeping the nations distinct and having their cultural difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, the players kind of embrace that idea pretty solidly and, and there's a lot of encouragement and mutual support there they want to train. And you see that on the forums and the Facebook pages when people are asking about kits. I think there's another area I think has been really, that I, I hadn't thought about, I've been really positive about this year, has been our Facebook groups. You know, the decision to take over moderation and, and be really proactive about moderation has just paid incredible dividends. And they've just been really great, friendly spaces, welcoming, you know, uh, certainly compared to what they were 
but I think they've been really welcoming. It's been really nice to see new players coming in. And it's nice to see people giving costume advice and help that is genuinely supportive and upbeat and uplifting rather than critical and 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 dismissive and i think that's that is one of the reasons why more and more people are coming to empire it's because obviously social media is how things get promoted these days and because our social media presence has become so much more positive than it was just like an absolute transformation in terms of where it was three or four years ago it's created a much really positive atmosphere for the game and that's been brilliant players if we're saying nice things about players some of the I talked about plot earlier. I feel like quite a bit of it has been overshadowed by just stuff the players have been doing. That's always been the case with Empire, but it's been really obvious this year. I think uh, there's two bits, well, at least two bits, three bits. There's at least three bits that stand out. But the things like I was lucky enough to be in Conclave, not a phrase people say very often, <laughs> when Sin Nighthaven and Ansel, whatever his bloody surname is now, Steward took a firm stand against imperial intervention in the conclave that was just that was just marvelous to watch it unfolding i don't know how much you know about that but there was a whole business which the imperial favor was presented in a we have this if things go badly uh, and then that was firmly put a stop to by members of the conclave which led to to future developments further on then then there was things like the liberty pact which is wholly come from the players i've been watching that from behind the scenes as the international diplomacy fella for the last couple of years, actually, it was really nice to see that come to a to a head. And it was interesting to see how that turned out, because obviously we had no idea what was going to come of it. And then, of course, there was the big mysterious disappearance of the uh, of the throne and the Imperial Magus Event 3, which we weren't particularly involved in. No, we weren't. Our, our only job was basically to support player action. But it was really nice there. I, I did some refing and, and got hardly any of it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes, I think we all we all remember you doing the refing, Matt. We were on the other end of the radios with the computers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's got to be a first where I do some refing and, and don't get it all completely wrong. Yeah, we did our best to support that. And it's really nice, actually, on a serious note, that when players are doing stuff like that and they are doing things that are incredibly important to their characters and incredibly important to the story that they're involved with and their characters' actions and everything else, that they're confident that, you know, they can just chat to PD and get the relevant support they need from us and we will provide that and we will, you know, effectively hold our end of the bargain or make the world react and respond appropriately and so forth. Because with the best will in the world, as an organiser, in a fest game, when something that dramatic is happening and players are acting and something that significant, you need a really delicate touch to support that without fucking it up. And I felt we did really well with that. I was really pleased. The players involved did a did a great job of keeping it in the loop, I thought, while making it very clear that they didn't, they didn't yeah. need anything from us, basically. No. No, they just needed us to turn up and make the relevant refing calls when people cast yes. the relevant rituals. We, you know, I'm not suggesting we had a, a big part to play. No, no. What I'm saying is that that was a positive yeah. because those players trusted us yeah. not to fuck everything up for them. Uh, and it also gave us two days to make sure that we had everything prepped yeah. so that you weren't stood on the field doing an impression of a Muppet, sort of waving your arms in the air, not entirely <laughs> sure what's going on. That was lovely. It's a small thing, but it was a, it was yeah. it was good. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure if there's a takeaway from that. It was just something that nicely. 
Go on then, Claire Graham, one of you two go next. <laughs> the, the other, though, so I really, really enjoy the last half hour songs and stories on Saturday night. That's when the, that's the, that's the event in the Navarre camp where everybody gets together and does songs and stories. I think songs and stories is incredible. And I think the way Gabby hosts it is very good. And I find that they do an excellent job of getting people who aren't confident to perform at that event. That's really impressive. I mean, they, they, either sort of support them musically while they sing or they'll sing with them. But the, just the welcoming atmosphere and the amount of support the sort of talented people who have worked at performing give newer people, I think, is fantastic. And I, th- I think they manage really well because it's, it's quite a social space and somebody will run in when something dramatic has happened somewhere and tell everybody. While they're, they are barding and they are performing, it doesn't shut down role play. It's still an area where role play happens, where politics is happening. You can see people talking to each other while everything else is going on. I think it's I think it's barding done right. It's in character the whole time. So it's yes. not you know, you're not you're not dropping out to sing songs and tell stories, you're doing it as you're one of our characters. Yes, sir. Cool. I've got a note here saying I am finance director and have t shirts, so go. Yep, sure. So yeah, you, this is the first year uh, 13 months, 13 months now I've been working for PD full time, which has been great in all honesty. It's like, it certainly freed up a lot of my time because a lot of the time that I'm that I'm now spending working, I was just doing in my evenings whilst working a regular nine to five. So it's been fantastic from my point of view. I think some of the results are looking quite good in a few areas that I won't delve terribly deep into. I've already mentioned about the money coming in and the budgets with heads of department and control i'm just looking at the budgets just now that we've planned out for the year we're we're actually budgeting to spend like 30 grand more this year i think on things you won't see all of those necessarily but certainly we're budgeting i think to spend about 30 grand more this year than we spent last year which is always a good number to fling around i think one of the key improvements the view coming on board is that we have budgets uh, I often say to people who are familiar with me that I can't organise my way out of the paper bag. And people laugh and go, oh, Matt, you run a large, successful LRP organisation. Not everybody be. laughs. Not everybody laughs. People who work closely with me don't laugh. They get a pained expression in their face, <laughs> like they're thinking back to the days of the Somme. But people who don't know me well laugh and go, oh, Matt, you must be organised. You run a big, successful company. And I sort of explain that, no, no, what I do is I work with people who are organized i meticulously hire organized people to put up for my shortcomings I, I, I genuinely find people simply don't believe me well having seen under the hood this year i certainly believe <laughs> yeah so for those who don't we basically ran for the first 15 years of the company with no budgeting of any kind no financial control nothing not a not a scooby the way it worked if we had some money in the bank i'd spend it on cool plot shit and if we didn't i wouldn't and that's just how it worked not to say that things were basically approved on a does Matt think it's cool and did you manage to find him basis, but they absolutely were. But they were, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, that, so- and that sounds great, but uh, actually I think it, you know, it was a nightmare for department heads who couldn't do any kind of planning. They never knew whether, you know, you're trying to plan your spend for your department and Matt's made some random figures up, but he can't keep them consistent from one event to the next or from one minute to the next. It just meant that nobody was really able to spend a budget efficiently to make their department run well. And having you come on board and just take complete control of, of all of that side of things has been just revolutionary for PD. It has made the business 
20 times more successful than it was. I, I think it's had a positive impact on, on the events and the games we run, but it, that's subtle and will be harder for people to see. Well, they see you and I, Graham, no, we see the back the, the back end of it and, and it's just the whole business just runs better than it did. That will pay massive long-term dividends for everyone involved with Empire as a player, as a crew, as anything. So is the only one of us who really gets out into the field much, Claire? Have you got anything else positive to say about the actual game? So there's this point at about twilight when everybody starts turning on the lights of their tents and lighting their cook fires and things like that. And I just find that bit completely magical because we've made mm. a town. And I think that's the point of the day where it's really apparent that we've got two fields that are entirely in character. And we've got a living, breathing town that operates there. And I know we've got big plot developments and people are doing, you know, big stuff, but everybody's just living their life there as well. And I think that's brilliant. I have one last point to raise about a high point of the year. It was at Event 3. Go for it. Well, it wasn't just at Event 3, actually, thinking about it. I was going to say Toasties um, from, 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 what was it, from Jabberwocky? <laughs> yeah, Jabberwocky. They were, they were only at A3. Uh, actually, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to roll that out a little bit because I also had, uh, had some very fine vegetarian burritos mm. over the last couple of events as well. I have no idea what other people's experience has been. It's crazy, isn't it? Because 10 years ago, you didn't get a sign in the field going, yeah, I wonder where yeah. I'll go for lunch. <laughs> yeah, do I want to eat in character or out of character? Uh, do, I fancy, uh, do I fancy cheese toasties or burritos? Or... To put my little economist head, hat on for a moment, there's a really nice positive externality that basically as more people come to the event, everybody benefits on the catering side. Because as the event gets bigger, what happens is we're able to bring in a, an increasingly diverse range of caterers. So five, six, seven years ago, we could only sustain two caterers and they had to both be making kind of pretty mainstream stuff because they're, they're both trying to serve everyone at the event. There wasn't the capacity for those caterers to try and serve a diverse and exotic range of food. And what's happened as Empire's taken off and we've got more and more players is we've been able to bring a burrito people, a pizza guy, a sausage guy. Now the latest one is obviously the Toasties. And it's been, I've, I've really enjoyed the range of foods yeah. and the scope on offer systematically improving. And that happens because effectively more players means that we can support a wider range of caterers. So if hopefully that process will just continue to, to, to get better and better. There is nothing you can't set the joy out of by making it about economics, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to use that phrase, positive externality. Uh, dear. Right, so 2019, anything else people want to talk about before we move on to the second half of the podcast? No, I'm good. I've hit all my number targets. <laughs> Numbers went up. Uh, dear me. Okay, so 2020 then. What have we got to look forward to next year? I've got a range of exciting podcasts coming. These will be the ones you... You, the first wave of the ones you recruited people for um, a couple of months ago? Yes, most of the people I emailed back to to say, yes, let's do a podcast over Christmas. You know, you get shout me some dates. I've had replies from most people, a couple of people I need to poke and just chase up. But I've recorded, I think, seven or eight podcasts because I think you rightly said we couldn't do this till I had a, like half a dozen, a dozen ready mm. to go. Uh, so that we had some actual content because we both know I'll run out of steam at some point once the event starts <laughs> and it'll all grind to a halt. Eight, I think. I think I've, nice. I think I've got eight podcasts. So enough for, enough for your first season? Yeah, I've got enough for my first season. And I, Has it got a snappy name? 
No, I think, uh, yeah, best I've got at the moment is conversations about LARP. So, yeah, so suggestions on a postcard to a snappy name. I so strongly suspect everyone will find it incredibly boring. Uh, there's a part of me that secretly hopes everyone will find it incredibly boring, and I'll feel reassured that the human race should go outside and do something more interesting than l- listening to dull talking heads podcasts on the internet. But I've had a lot of I've... fun making them. I've had real fun talking to people, discussing things, just getting a chance to chew the fat and talk about life role playing and pull ideas apart and, and discuss them. It's been really, really good fun. I will definitely listen to the first five to seven minutes. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Poddy podcast face uh, coming in 2020. But yeah, I think we're supposed to be setting up a yep. Podbean account, yeah. aren't we, or something? I we might know. have set plan. up a Podbean account already because you might be listening to this on a Podbean account. Oh, yes. Good call. We might as well think about it. Uh, that was something I forgot for 2019. I'm trying to think of a way if I can crowbar it into 2020. The uh, the Instagram account. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the Instagram account, Claire, and how brilliant it's been. It has been brilliant. I've got to post lots of people's favourite photographs. I've got to post loads and loads of the art and craft work that people do for the game. And it's really nice to get a chance to share that. Um, I know Matt doesn't understand Instagram because it's just pictures. I come from a generation <laughs> before there was an internet. What can I say? You still had photos. You must presumably, though, be running out of photos of Empire now. No, there's about a thousand million of them. <laughs> And um, every now and, and to be honest, there's a couple that I will always share when they, somebody suggests them, like the the beautiful one of the Wintermark swamps. Hilgrimage. Oh yeah, that's an amazing. Or the uh, or the orcs, you know the yeah, one. Yeah, I will. I will take any given opportunity to share a couple of the classic photos we've got. Um, and people are creating more costume and props and set dress every time. We've started sharing a couple of small videos. We've been getting the crew to talk about what they do for PD and why they enjoy doing it. Cool. No, I think the Instagram thing's been really nice, even though I I, I literally don't understand it or know what it is. Um, <laughs> I think, interestingly, you'll have to listen to my podcast to find out. But I discussed <laughs> briefly that Instagram account and how I think it's having an interesting effect on Empire itself. There's a feedback in terms of obviously you pick images to promote and then that affects the way people perceive the game and then that affects the way people attend the game. I think it's a, a really a really nice positive feedback loop and that's been great. Cool. What else for 2020? Oh, are we on the year ahead? Well, we're working on the mail shot at present. We're going to try, I think last year we got the Empress to write us an in-character letter could send out. But unfortunately, for reasons of in-character development, that option was not available to us this year. So we're trying a different <laughs> format. So everyone make sure your addresses are right on the system because we'll be sending out the uh, mail shot probably sort of mid to late Jan. Usually comes out around the 20th, I think, doesn't it? And I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be interesting. There's lots of exciting things going on behind the scenes with sites. Uh, obviously, we're back at Dadford Road this year, and we will, you know, we'll continue to use that site and invest in it at, at the moment. But we are uh, one of the things that's been nice because Empire is, is so growing so strongly at the moment, and because we now have the finance director, so it's not just a good event; it's also a good business. <laughs> it's transformed us in terms of our ambitions of what we think we can achieve. So we are very proactively trying to get a permanent site. 
And so I'm speaking to investors and basically trying to get the money together to buy a site with the goal of creating a permanent site for Empire. You know, and I've spent best probably half of this winter so far working on that, on the investment plan, on talking to people, not talking to that many people, but but talking to, you know, sort of various people about it and working on that. And that's been really, really exciting. In fact, I was commenting to someone, it's the first time I felt nervous in probably a decade. Ah, no, probably since we launched Empire, which is indicative that we are trying something. It's ambitious. It's ambitious. Yeah. It's a very exciting time. So that's really exciting. And we had some problems. The FCA regulations turned out to be considerably more restrictive than we would have liked. So we are having to go back to the drawing. We had to go back to the drawing board and replan that and come up with a different route to achieve what we wanted. But I think that's more or less done now. So we are full steam ahead. Uh, And that will take a long time to come to fruition. Anyone who thinks that means I'm going to buy a site in like March, that's not how this is going to work in any way, shape or form. But it's something that we will be working on flat out in 2020 throughout the year. So that's really exciting. Let's step back a second then. What were we talking about? Matt has just talked about FDA regulations. Has anybody got anything else? So I've got got lots of small stuff we're working on. We need to sort of look at the player support schedule of events we run on Fridays at events and see if we can improve those and what we can add to them for this year because we, we run quite a lot of things before time in and I'm sure we could do more and add more. You've got a whole curriculum now, haven't you? It, it's brilliant. A lot of the, I don't want to say classes because it sounds too formal, a lot of the sort of sessions we run, we're supported by players to run them, which is really nice. I'm hoping we can continue those and improve on them. Like we've just started a LGBT meetup on Fridays. That was the newest thing we've added. And I'm hoping we can continue to run that next year. That's really nice. Yeah. I need to get my stuff in gear and book a location for the Egregore and player support team meetup over the winter. Yes. Because apparently people are busy on February the 14th and didn't think to mention <laughs> <What>? that. <laughs> Selfish is what that is. I know, I know. It's only 16 weeks-ish to the event. Oh, don't say that. Uh, 17, I All think. right. I did say ish, so 16 and 17 are basically the same if you say ish. No. <laughs> Numbers <laughs> matter. <laughs> oh, I've got... We've, we've got the normal stuff as well. We've got What's Your Game and LARPCon, which we'll have the stall at. Yep. I'm looking forward to Winds of War. Small thing. The first Winds of War of the year is always an exciting for everything and having seen some of the shapes of the campaign. Downtime looks exciting this mm. time. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be interesting to see what happens. We haven't processed it. F- well, we haven't gone through the numbers yet. We've done the process. We know who's fighting where. We just don't know what the outcomes are. So I'm quite looking forward to that and hopefully getting that up will get people's yeah. enthusiasm bubbling over. But yeah, so I think that's, that's the early half of 2020 anyway. Yeah, it's difficult to look ahead to the year, isn't it? We, 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 don't, we don't plan story arcs like planning to run four great uh, four great empire events as far as we've got but many of the events that happen at events three and four will not even have been set in motion yet so let's finish off with a thing you'd like to see happen at the events next just one thing (laughs) you like to drop big questions don't you yeah go on i would like numbers to continue to go up a rise of a further 10.2 cent would be fantastic you you are a ah you you you're like a you're like you're like a soulless automaton here only to talk about numbers. Yes, yes, I am. That is my job. And also had to get in there before Matt gave that as his. <laughs> Claire, I'd like more of our new players to Empire to turn up, um, pay no attention to the status quo, and kick things over. Mm. 
Matt? I'd like to have an event where we don't have a single drop of rain in the entire week of setup or takedown. <laughs> Whilst also not being scorching hot that everyone dies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a crazy fantasy, isn't it? It is actually a crazy fantasy, given that we run take up, that the whole process takes, you know, seven days, if not, you know, more. That is a crazy fantasy. I'm trying to think of the real thing. Weather. It's We started with weather. We might as well finish with weather for you. I want, frankly, uh, some players to do something, uh, to blindside me by doing something unexpected uh, that is even cooler than disappearing mysteriously or setting in motion the uh, the environment required to have a world. So mm. something cooler than the, uh, than the Liberty Pact. Hey. Great, that was that was relatively painless once we got started. Should we call it there? Yeah, I think so. Okay, happy New Year, everybody. Have a happy Hogmanay. <laughs>